0: Welcome, cadets and captains, to another juicy episode of M-Class Podcast. Ew. I'm Jeff. Yeah. That's me licking the... Ew. Okay, never mind. I'm Josh. <laughs> no, Josh. I really want to know what you were going to say. I was slurping some juice. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, now I made it gross. There you go. Ugh. M-Class Podcast is like a a watch club, which is a real thing. Look it up. Uh, yeah, we didn't make that up. <laughs> We watch episodes of Star Trek, or you know, we just pick up any piece of Star Trek media. Since we also did the movies, and we keep saying we're gonna do books, but I don't know. Fucking reading seems orky. unless the book talks at me, I'm not interested. <laughs> 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 Can the book talk at me? I bet you. I know. I know there is a site. Um, That I find Star Wars audiobooks on, I bet there's Star Trek ones there. Oh, yeah. You should uh, send that to me afterwards. Maybe we can find an audiobook that we can... Yeah, we'll do an audiobook. That would be pretty dope. Hopefully Uh, it's narrated by uh, William Shatner. Oh, God. You know what's weird? Uh, I'm going to go on a tangent right out the fucking gate before I jump on anything. This episode of M-Class Podcast brought to you by Tapan's Theater on Subspace, by the way. Um, Check it out. You guys paid for this anyway uh, th- do you know about all this shit going on now with crypto art? No, I saw you post something about this but uh it's basically yeah, Bitcoin where uh, you, instead of like just a, a wage like a a waiver that says like you know you get this much Bitcoin, there's a piece of art attached to it. so it's like selling art for Bitcoin okay um and weird. it takes. Okay. It takes enough electricity to to sell one item using the server farms and shit that Bitcoin uses, cryptoart yeah. uses, takes as much electricity as like a small country uses for an, uh, a week, just to oh, sell cool. one. Uh, so it's not good. Don't do it, everybody. But yeah, um, well, so, we can talk about these server farms too, because that's why I can't buy a new video card. Yeah, thanks. Uh, assholes. Fuck that, assholes. <laughs> um. So somebody sent me a thing that was like uh, the whole thing. The whole problem that people came up with for it, besides the fact that, you know it is obliterating our planet, yeah, is uh, what's to stop somebody from just taking someone else's art and selling it? Yeah, and like that anyway. started immediately of course it's it there's there are twitter accounts that if you at if you go into somebody's comments under a piece of art they've posted and at them they'll turn that person's tweet and their art in the tweet into a token for crypto art and sell it for you oh man we are this is the internet was a bad idea (laughs) and i learned that from fucking william shatner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? What is he? What was he talking about? It? A, a a friend of mine, Vince, like sent me uh, a tweet, and it was like, "You should block this account because it's like turning people's tweets oh, into crypto yeah. art." And I was like, "Oh, cool, I'll do that." And then I looked at the account name that had posted that, and it was fucking William Shatner.
1: <laughs> what?
0: What, what art is in his tweets? He's always just talking about fucking horses. What, <laughs> like fucking horses? Or I like... don't follow him. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's too old to fuck a horse. Uh, he's too old to fuck a anything, to be honest with you. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, you know what? Never Let's mind. not get into that. I think. <laughs> but I just thought oh that, my, was, oh that was that was an unfun fact of the week. All that shit going on. Yeah, it's like every other week there's like a new dystopian nightmare we have yeah. to deal with. My favorite thing about it is like there's a whole side that's pro crypto art. Oh, of course there is. That's like you know it's a way for artists, digital mm. artists, to get paid for pieces of art the same way like traditional artists do. Like yeah, are these, pro, are, are these pro? Do these pro digital art people are they named like Boris and <laughs> Natasha? <laughs> <laughs> it's very good to make artists look good. If you're if you're an artist or you're somebody who's into art and you're confused about what side of an argument you should be on, <laughs> type in at Yuko Art and go yeah. to this lady's page. And whatever she says, the opposite is the good side. <laughs> Fuck you, Yuko Art. Every <laughs> single solitary fucking time, like they're like, oh. People from this college are sexually harassing artists (laughs) and like fucking like telling them they have to have sex with them to get grades. And then she comes out like, nah, it's a great college. So she's like a bot, or is she like a? She's like a, a person. She's just on the wrong she, side of history, and everyone. Yeah, is she can't like a. Be. Is she like a troll though? Like you know, because I mean that's what don't know, the world we like live 48 in. She's right? like forty eight or something. It'd be weird yeah. to be a forty eight year old internet troll. Well, maybe she's like a spy, dude. I'm telling you, man. There's crazy shit going on. Maybe she's Bigfoot. Like, there's people, she could be Bigfoot, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I've never even heard of her. Yuko Art, Yukon, oh, Yeti, you think fucking, about it. You've connected the dots in a way that has opened my eyes forever. I blew this thing wide open. You're welcome. Uh, don't do crypto art. Um. Anyway. Please send all tips to crypto art at my name. <laughs> Jesus. The thing is, like, somebody stole this big name artist's art and sold it for like $10,000. <laughs> Which is like absurd. And there's no way to track it because it's Bitcoin. Like people well, use that shit to buy fucking dude, like child porn and shit. There's no that's way to track why, it. Okay, I've been saying this for years. <laughs> like Bitcoin is like at w- when governments like figure out like what to do about this, it's not gonna be good. They're gonna it's gonna they're gonna get rid of Bitcoin somehow. Like they're gonna it's unregulated currency, man. It, it is unregulated, untraceable currency. It's fucking, like, <laughs> a terrible idea. And It's, it's like terrible. People use it, it. It fuels the fucking child pornography industry. It's black market currency. That's yeah. all it is. Um, if you would like to write to us about um, Bitcoin and, you know, sort of change our minds, uh, fucking don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it about why Bitcoin's great. You can or send that shit to uh, email at shoveitupyourownfuckingass.com. I don't yeah, want to so hear it. So far in my in my lifetime experience, Bitcoin has done nothing but make my life more of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck Bitcoin. Uh, just fucked. Anyway, on Class Podcast, we talk about whatever. <laughs> As you can tell. No, well, we gotta to be... fill this episode with other stuff, because this episode sucks. It's not a good episode, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, Straight off the bat, yeah, fuck this episode. In this episode of M-Class, we're talking about TNG Season 4, Episode 5, Remember Me. Um, oh, I watched the 2010 William Pattinson movie. Is that his name? William Pattinson? Oswald? Pat- Oswald? Michael <laughs> Pattinson? <laughs> Oh, uh, Batman? Twilight Robert Batman? said that movie, Remember Me from 2010, about the Twin Towers. I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh,
2: oh, man.
0: You said you weren't going to remember anything in this episode, and you remember that shit out of everything? Yeah. <laughs> I only remember it because I I literally Googled Remember Me, and that's the first thing that came up, and I was like, oh, I've seen this dumb fucking movie. Jesus. It's got uh, Emily de Ravine. She was Claire from Lost. Oh, I didn't see Lost either. You missed a whole lot of nothing. That's what What I I hear. While Lost was on, everyone was telling me, you gotta see Lost, and towards the end, no one told me that anymore. The first two seasons are incredible, and then that then everyone, including the actors on the show, were like, "Oh, this isn't going anywhere. I'm done." <laughs> and they They all laughed. Even like, the actors. Jesus. Yeah, like every like like uh, what's his name, Mary uh, from Lord of the Rings. He he was like, "I'm out of here." He's in that show. Yeah. Damn. Maybe I'll watch it. No. Maybe watch the first I won't. two seasons. and am not gonna then watch just <laughs> Yeah, don't. It's stupid. It's I'm gonna shit. watch uh, Lord of the Rings for the nine millionth time again. Yo, they put the extended editions on HBO. Oh shit! I've got the uh, the extended editions on a DVD. Mine are I I have them on Apple Play like whatever that is. So I can't get them anymore because I bought them, which oh. is how things work. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I can't because I can't log into my account. I, I guess it's like too old or something. I don't know. So. That's fun. That's was fun. Waste of money. It's, it's cool that like you can buy something and then it just gets taken away from you. Forever. Yeah, it's not really mine. Yeah, there's nothing great. you can do about it from then on.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Like Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> the government's gonna take bit. Government's gonna take Bitcoin away from me. Am <laughs> I gonna pay for my illegal art? <laughs> Uh, this is the first episode of Jakub's, uh Skeleton Crew Collection. If you want to know what episodes they are uh, involved in that collection, you can head to mclasspodcast.com or you can find it at mclasspodcast on Twitter as the pin tweet. There uh, is no skeletons in this episode. Uh, everyone has a skeleton in their body, dum-dum. I don't know. Does the Traveler have a skeleton or is it some kind of like magic skeleton? I like how the Traveler shows up like Superman in this episode. He's like, don't worry, Wesley. (laughs) Oh my God. I, why is he a thing? I don't know. Talk about being a non-Star Trek character just plopped in the middle of Star Trek. (laughs) It's like Star Wars. It's like they were like, let's do some Star Wars shit. The Force exists. It's Star Trek now. And it's. It's all about how fast you press buttons with your eyes closed. That's one of the stupidest scenes in Star Trek. Ever. Yeah. And that's saying something. This whole episode is uh bad. It's not a good it's not a good episode. It's, it's season four, episode five. Yes. Which at this point season four, we're good we're good to go, baby. We're right? firing on all cylinders at this point. This is and good think, ass right? TNG. And yeah. somehow Let me take a hard detour into this shit. (laughs) Ironically, we just watched the Voyager episode, Remember, and now we're watching Remember Me. I was confused. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, wait, didn't we just watch this? I was like, oh no, that was Voyager. (laughs) I almost didn't remember to watch this. Yeah, the most ironic part being the Voyager episode is way better than this TNG episode. What world is this? Uh, this episode was written by Lee Sheldon, uh, who wrote, like, five episodes of TNG and then pieced the fuck out for TV I writing forever. can't believe Young Sheldon wrote this. <laughs> huh? I can't believe Young Sheldon wrote this. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> I wish I hadn't have brought attention to that joke. Um, Lee Sheldon, Young Sheldon is most known for writing, like... For two to seven episodes of Charlie's Angels, Edge of the Night, Snoops, Quincy, Cagney and Lacey, Simon and Simon in Another World. Uh, so this person is an old person. Holy shit. He was the uh, producer for the CBS series California Fever. I think we all remember that. We all remember that. When was California Fever on? 1978? Nine. Dude, 1979. You were so Fuck, I'm close. Fuck, I'm so close. God, I'm a genius sometimes. Um, <laughs> he, he went on, weirdly, this is the weirdest trajectory for a career I've ever seen. He was a <laughs> television writer, quit, and started working on video games. Sure. Why not? <laughs> and he made all bad video games that you've never heard of. <laughs> oh, God. He made Ripley's Believe It or Not, The Riddle of Master Lou. That sounds like fun and racist. Dark Side of the Moon. We all remember that classic. Uh, Is that the one that links up with the Pink Floyd album <laughs> when you play the game? It's uh, it's the one that's about um, the comedian who dies. <laughs> oh, oh, uh... Oh my god, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah. Um, Holy shit. Wild Wild West, The Steel Assassin. Is that a Will Smith Wild Wild West? Or? God, I, I hope. And uh, of course, the one that we would all know, Uru Ages Beyond Mist. Oh, is that like a sequel to Mist? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, yes it mid- is. It's, I M- M- was- it's M-Y-S-T, it's Mist. It's Mist. I thought that was Riven. Was R- Riven was a sequel yeah. to Yeah, I guess Uru is like the straight to DVD sequel to Mist. <laughs> it's like the Transmorphers. Uh He he still exists, as far as I know. He's alive? How old is he? Like a hundred? There's literally no information. You know how Wikipedia articles, like, memory alpha articles, always have a box up in the top that's, like, born, dead, like, born... Yeah. ...where they were born, uh, their lifting, how much they can lift. How much they can bench. Like, yeah. uh, titty size. You know, it's all in the box. Titty size. And uh-huh. none of that in this article. <laughs> no, young Sheldon, he's very private. He doesn't want people to know... Uh, this episode was directed by Cliff Bowl, who the Bolians were named after. Is that true? I yeah. would totally believe that. And there, uh, on the planets, on the Bollian homeworld, there's the Cliffs of Bowl that's just named fully after him. <laughs> now that one I don't believe. Um, as I've mentioned many a time on the show, actor Will Wheaton cried into his fucking check about how this old fucking director treated him like a kid when he was a kid. That's right. That's right. He was the one who was like, hey, you suck. <laughs> and as I always like to point out, after that fact, Robert O'Reilly, who played Gowron, said that he was his favorite director and a wonderful guy, and they became yeah. real friends. Yeah. So, like, a real grown-up man who was an actor yeah. was friends with a real grown-up director, it's- and then a child was mad because he wasn't treated special. Like It's weird how when you're a child, you get treated like a child. Um, it's weird when you're an obnoxious cunt, you get treated like an obnoxious cunt. So uh, I love I love Cliff Bowles' legacy. Um, he passed away in 2014. Uh, may he forever rest in peace in the knowledge that he was the first person to tell Will Wheaton he sucked. I bet you he might have been. in, in Will Wheaton's life, he could have been probably. I, I was, like, kind of, ups- like, I was, like, felt really bad that I was mean to Will Wheaton, and then he started saying a bunch of really stupid shit, and I was like, oh, never mind, he totally deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I was right. Fuck him. Oh, yeah, it turns out this dude fucking sucks. Yeah, he's fucking, he's stupid. Uh, so this episode is about Will Wheaton's fucking up the, <sighs> the time-space continuum. Why the fuck are they letting this idiot... Do anything on the ship. It's like, I understand the little experiments, like, oh, I made the cyber people, the tiny cyber people, it was just my science project that got out of control somehow. Yeah, he benders the civilization, right? Yeah, yeah, but, like, they're letting him fuck with the warp core? He's, like, 16! Yeah, like... Uh, also, they're inside of Starbase One Thirty Three, which is like a Earth space dock size, massive yeah. Starbase. It is full like, of people. If something goes wrong, yeah. you can what kill like a hundred thousand people. Like, what if the warp core blows? <laughs> like that's fucking it, man. Like, you're screwed. You're attached. You're in the fucking base, attached to it. You can't jettison yeah. the warp core. What the fuck? Why? Okay, so why are they even in the starbase? Like, I don't understand. None of this episode makes any sense to me. Like, so they're at the starbase oh, star to, star to pick, the pick up the guy? To pick up Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I
1: was gonna fucking
0: call him Wilford Brimley! <laughs> Dilford Dimley. It's fucking, uh, Wilford, like, value mart Wilford Brimley. <laughs> The $5 Ben Wilford Brimley. His his name is Bill Irwin. That's that's close to Wilford. Um, this dude was Will. all over TV. I mean, there's no yeah. way you don't know. Yeah, he was in... I, I recognize this man, and uh, not just from my oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking got him. Um, He was in uh, Search for Spock as also an old man, I bet. Was he a scientist? Was he one of those like, science people? It could be. Uh, Don't they rescue science people or something? I find it weird that his article on the Memory Alpha does not list the characters he plays. It just says guest actor under role. Because he's always just, like, pop-pop. Like, he's like, I'm just some guy's (laughs) pop-pop. This dude was in fucking Gunsmoke, Growing Pains, Who's the Ball, Seinfeld, Drew Carey Show, West Wing. He was in I Love Lucy. Jesus. Wow. Dude, if you're in I Love Lucy, holy shit, man. He played an old man, probably. That's like being like, uh, I was on TV, right? Like, literally. Yeah, I was on the television. TV. Yeah. Like, that's all TV was. Fucking, this dude was in Monk. King of Queens, and my name is Earl. Do they have like a lifetime achievement award for being on the most sitcoms? Uh, he he was 96 years old when he died in 2010. Oh my God, he'd be what is he like 170 this today yeah. <laughs> in today's <It> time? Feels <laughs> like he would be for sure. <laughs> look, let's just l- look at it this way: Bill Irwin got out before shit went wrong. Okay. <laughs> That was the last good year. 2010 was the last good year. Uh, that's not true. 2001 already happened. So, <laughs> Yeah. But dubstep was like 2010. That's true. That's when things were so good. When we had yeah, dubstep. dubstep. <laughs> do, do they still have dubstep? Is that a thing? That was the oldest sentence I've ever uttered, by the way. I think there's some, like, hangers on, right? Like, there's always people who are, like, hanging on to stuff like that. And, I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know. Yeah. Music genres come and go so fast now. Well, dubstep, like, you could just tell even when it was coming out. You were like, this is gonna be around for, like, a year. Yeah. Well, it was like, (laughs) uh, Vaporwave came and fucking went so fast that most people don't even know what it is. It came and went so fast. Just like me. Ha ha <laughs> came and went. Came. Like my jizz, get it? And then went like running away from responsibility. That's get right. It? That's right. I don't want to be responsible for that jizz. God, nobody does. Yeah, it's the worst part of Jizz. <laughs> it's it's weird that jizz. such a bad outcome happens for such a great outcome. <laughs> That's a brilliant. That's a brilliant joke you just made. Oh man, that's the funniest thing that's ever been said on this show. Only on M Class could that be a brilliant joke. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. It's a timeless joke. Uh, let's get. Let's go. Let's talk about the teaser at the beginning of this episode. The opening scene, anyway. I think calling it a teaser is uh, a kind of a misnomer because teasers usually lead to something good. Is this the one with Brimley, and he's walking, and he's being sad? Yeah, Pop-Pop can't walk straight, so Dr. Crusher has to walk with him. Um, Dr. Quace beams aboard. Chief O'Brien's like, hey, welcome aboard. Uh, And Dr. Crusher comes in and thanks him, and they leave. And Dr. Quace is, like, fucking recounting his favorite country song. Like, oh, my wife died, and my dog left me, and I can't do my job no more. I'm so fucking old, and they make me wear this leotard. I I have to get up in the middle of the night and pee four to eight times every night. (laughs) So I'm retiring. Yeah. He's retiring, and he's—he he's, he says like lifespan. the 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 linchpin line in this episode where he's like the worst part about getting old is that all the people you cared about in your life are gone. They leave you one by one. Yeah, that's so. That's like the theme or something. Yeah. I don't know if there is a theme. <laughs> it's it's a loose thread that we're following here. Like, like yeah. I get, like okay, people are. I get it. You said the word "gone," so yeah. that that plays into the events somehow. I don't know. And uh, Doctor Crusher is like, he's like, yeah, I had a lifetime with her, and now she's gone, and it was, she was all I had. And Doctor Crusher is like, yeah, my husband. We were only together for a few short years, but I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, Dr. Crusher is like, hey, why don't you cry less because my husband's dead and I only got to be with him for a while in the prime of our lives. If I was Dr. Quace, I'd be like, you motherfucker. These are two different scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Quace. Uh, Over in engineering, uh, Wesley is in charge of the ship's warp engines. Yeah, I like how Jordy is like pissed, which is like exactly how I feel when I see Wesley Crusher. <laughs> so I totally got that. It's like, cathartic, like, isn't it? When, yeah, when I don't you... even think LeVar Burton was acting. He was just like pissed that like Will Wheaton was there. And like they were like, uh, uh, LeVar, could you replace Will with, uh, Wesley? They had, to do like, like it, fine. They had to do like 20 takes because he kept saying, <laughs> fucking Will! Yeah, he was like, Will Wheaton, (laughs) you fucking suck! Uh, Crusher comes in, and she uh, stares at Wesley while he does his experiment, because she's a mother, and that's how people on TV write mothers. Yeah, so she's, like, sad, right? Like, because Quace is like, uh, you realize that you don't uh, take advantage of the time you have with people, and and so... I guess Crusher is like, well, I guess I better go see my fucking terrible son. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> Fuck that kid. I, I guess I love him or something. I don't fucking know. Nobody else does. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating because there's such a disconnect between how I, as like a viewer of this show, and the characters on the show think of this character cuz yeah. they all love him. They all think he can do no wrong. I mean, they're good actors if you really believe they like him. Yeah. Right? Cuz I I don't believe that anybody not not to sh- like not anything against Will Wheaton this time. This, <laughs> but I, just, I was about I, to say, are you fucking shitting me th- right now? <laughs> th- this time. But I think just like as a character, like uh Wesley sucks and like you, you have to see it, even when you're doing it. Like, you read the script and you're like, oh, God, a fucking Wesley episode? Oh, Jesus. Like, this kid is a liability. We've learned that over uh, four seasons at this point. Yeah, like three, quit three letting and a half him seasons. experiment. Quit it. Every time this kid gets his hand on science, it almost destroys the ship in one way you or another. Fucking out. send him to the Daystrom Institute where they can fucking do this shit, right? Like, send him to DARPA or something. Send him to anywhere where there isn't a warp core. Yeah, or underground somewhere where he can do whatever. Fucking get him off the ship. He he is trying to create a warp bubble for uh, seemingly no reason. They don't really talk about why he's just yeah, doing it. Yeah, because it's some equation, and the warp field is, could be a better. So I don't fuck. He just he's bored. I don't know. He wants to do it. I, who knows? And Jordy's like, you know, I. Uh, what are you gonna do when the captain says engage, and we just sit there? And I thought that why that was would funny. you let him do this though see this is already the episodes like falls apart like why are you letting him do this like I tried to put aside my prejudice against the character and I, I paused the show and I sat there because I knew this discussion was gonna come up in this episode yeah and I sat there for like I don't know like a couple minutes trying to think of any possible scenario where Starfleet would approve of a 16 year old having full <laughs> control over the I Flagship's warp <laughs> engines and be able <laughs> like, to do experimentation on them. Like, I get that like at this point warp drive is sort of like uh uh like internal combustion, right? Like it's i it, guess it's pretty safe to work with, I guess, but like No, they're always having to fucking jettison that shit every couple episodes, so I <laughs> yeah. don't know. But I wouldn't let, like, a 10-year-old fix my car. No. Right? Absolutely not. I wouldn't give a 10-year-old a gallon of gasoline and say, hey, can you put this in the car? You know, like, I wouldn't do that. The warp Uh, core is pretty much as if the car was covered in gasoline. Yeah. And the gas cap was hanging open on the car, and you let a kid work on it for you. And the kid had one of those, like, Dwarven style headlamps that's a candle. <laughs> and you're like, hey, don't get too close to this car because it'll blow up because it's covered in gasoline. <laughs> it's, I couldn't come up with anything. Like, he's. No. He's like some sort of a prodigy, right? They're always like Wunderkind, about yeah, right? But like he's, um, he's like a savant. He still doesn't have the clearance for this. Like, this is nepotism at its most raw and real. Yeah, like, I don't know... He's yeah. the ship's doctor's son, and the captain wants to get in the ship doctor's pants. <laughs> so he gets to do whatever warp core experiments he wants. Which is why Jordy's pissed, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Jordy's like, I got, like, fucking real shit to do. <laughs> like, you know, running a ship. Um, he, he does his little experiment. The bubble collapses, and there's a big a flash of bright light. And everybody's yeah. like, "Wow, that was fucking weird." Anyway, back to work. I laughed out loud when uh, Jordy says, "Computer, run a level two diagnostic," and the computer is like, "Warp core is stable," and it's like, "Thank God for that!" Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, wow, we really dodged a bullet there. No. <laughs> like, Maybe we should rethink fuck. our clearance levels for yeah. working on the warp core. Uh, computer, is the warp core going to explode? Not this time. Oh, good. Oh, God, good. finally, good th- some good news. <laughs> oh, man, great. And, uh, Wesley looks around and his mom's not there anymore, and, um, we're on a ship where, weekly, something goes horribly wrong. In- right, so we know. Involving a flash of light, usually, in some way. But Wesley is just like, oh, well, time yeah, for I lunch. Yeah, guess... Okay. <laughs> I guess he, like, uh, just figures she, she, like, left, right? Which, like, you kind of get the feeling, like, she might have. And what happens next, like, kind of tricks you, if you've never seen it before. I immediately remembered that. I was like, okay, I remember this one. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So I knew what happened, right? She, uh, everything is, like, normal. The Enterprise leaves Starbase 133. And it goes about its merry way to take Dr. Quace to where he needs to go. But um Yeah, which is like the graveyard or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go to his mausoleum and just become a mummy. That, that poor old man. Um, it's me, Doctor Quace. Doctor Quace medicine woman. <laughs> I was around back then. <laughs> They use stock footage of him from the 1800s in that show as a guest star. <laughs> Dr. Quace is running at 18 frames per second, not 24. <laughs> that explains the way he walks. That's why he's so fast. Uh, Dr. Crusher goes to see Dr. Quace, and the room is empty. And when she yeah. asks the computer about Dr. Quace's location, it says... There's no one of that name aboard the ship. Yeah, the computer's like, bitch, who the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) He died 30 years ago this night. (laughs) Like a freight train dropped off the Empire State Building. (laughs) And uh, with that, I think we're going to take a quick break. I'd like to give a quick shout-out before you hear the commercial for it to to theater on subspace for being our sponsors this month go check them out do it we'll be right back after these messages after
2: these messages we'll be right back yeah oh hello there everyone it's me the announcer let me ask you do you like star trek Do you like having fun? Do you like filling the creeping loneliness and existential dread of modern life with 20 to 30 minutes of distraction? Well, do I have the show for you. Join the lovable goofs aboard the USS Tapan's radio program as they adventure throughout the galaxy. There's Tapan, the Vulcan radio DJ. As Edwin Starr would no doubt say, War, huh, yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. However, I do not feel the need to say it again. The point was made succinctly. Hoteen, the Romulan shock jock. Howdy there, ladies. You ever had a little Romulan in you? Wait, wait where are you going? Kathy, the ship's human captain.
1: We don't have the power to start
0: a passive-aggressive disagreement at a WASP book club, let alone a war.
2: Commander Crash Space Danger, Andorian Space Adventurer. I flex my freshly bared biceps in a stunning display of my gizmo. And me, your announcer. To Pond's Theater on Subspace, tune your web browser to ttos.cool right now. Also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever you find audio entertainment. Thanks for listening, and keep watching the stars. Back
0: to the show. Welcome back from those messages. Hopefully, you can get yourself a piece of the delicious Tapon action. Oh yeah. Eat that Tapon cellular peptide podcast. Ooh, delicious. Did I, did I do it? You did, did it. I do it, right? You oh, cool. fucking did it. <laughs> So, my favorite part of this episode... We're still talking about Remember Me, thankfully. Um, uh, unthankfully. My favorite part of this episode is that uh, it takes an extremely long amount of time before anybody starts thinking that Dr. Crusher might be insane. Yeah. I. So, okay. So, this is going to get confusing, because... How does this work? <laughs> like how I, I, I guess I are we, should we spoil it like I don't really know yeah where to I imagine people have watched this already yeah okay so she's inside of the bubble right yeah she's inside so, of the warp core bubble that so she gets Wesley bubbled. Created. she gets bubbed fully bubbed. is she traveling with them no because they have to go back to get her right but Okay. Well, no, wait. Because yeah. they, they do the experiment to try to, like, and they, they make try to the get, vortex twice. Yeah, they try to get her. Yeah. they try, And that's not when they're at the, the station. Yeah. Well, this is a badly written episode, huh? Dude, this is terrible, right? <laughs> okay. Not only that, but, like, how does this universe work? The traveler, like, hand waves it, and he's like, it's because she thinks she's alive. <laughs> and you're like, what the? What the fuck does that mean? Like, it's it's like a dimension within her mind or something. I don't know. I don't. Fu- She's like you. People have limited, and like that's like a cool idea, but like it's not really explained very well at all. Like, no, th- the whole episode like handwaves all of the science with like pseudo mysticism horseshit. Yeah, and not in like a clever or interesting way. It's just, it's just written badly. It just it feels bad. Like the Traveler is like a lazy Q. Yes. <laughs> like Q can do whatever he wants because he's a, like a god or like a demon or whatever he is, right? Like he can just do whatever. But the Traveler is like, use the math Wesley! <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't I don't get why the traveler was created i don't understand what his purpose as a character is except to get rid of wesley which i I appreciate i think he is a metaphor for imagination right like so like wesley is uh like gene roddenberry as a kid like sure like Wesley is Gene Roddenberry's like childlike wonderment of this imaginary world that he's created, and the Traveler is sort of like the guide to that. Like, but that's fine if you're doing like a Star Wars or like a fantasy or something. Like Star Trek doesn't really work that way, not really. No. I mean, there's there's mysticism and spiritualism in Star Trek already, yeah. like the Katra, sure, like the prophets. Um, all that stuff yeah. sort of fits into a scientific explanation the right, prophets like tell our are aliens theme. who experience time differently than we do right. the katra is like it's like the the brain waves the thoughts right. of the vulcan it's not like magic exactly it's like not exactly. it's telepathic communication of thoughts and feelings and storage right the the traveler is a spray painted silver guy in a onesie who can do what the fuck ever apparently <laughs> Apparently, also, if he, he represents imagination. They really could have done something better visually with that fucking design. Like, I don't remember the first traveler episode, but can he just teleport around like a fucking wizard? Like, yeah, he teleports onto the ship in the middle of space. Apparently, like, he can what? just do whatever. Yeah, like what the f- what's the what can't this guy do, right? Like why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. He's being can- like a huge prick in this episode as well, by the way, because he's like he shows up and he's like, "I'm here to help, Wesley." Dun da 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 And then Wesley's like, "Oh, cool. Please help me rescue my mom." And he's like, "Nah, do it yourself." You have to. <laughs> yeah. And and couldn't like... you do it in like two seconds? Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, though, fucking fuck Wesley. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> Wesley has superpowers. Just accept it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, okay, fine. He's he's a super child or whatever, but like. At what point do you gotta tell the captain, like, uh, Wesley was fucking with the warp core, and he zapped the doctor away? Like, if I was Captain Picard, I'd be like, Wesley, what the fuck, dude? Go at a to your room. Point, at a certain point, Wesley <laughs> lives in the brig now. That's where Wesley lives. Wesley's gonna get sent home with a one-way ticket to Red Squad, to go like, crash a bunch of... <laughs> get in an accident and kill fucking some kid. With not Tom Paris. Not Tom Paris. Nicholas Locarno. Like, if I was Picard, I'd be like, Alright, Worf, please assign a security detail to follow Wesley around wherever he goes. And if he touches a computer, karate chop him in the neck and knock him down. <laughs> Double axe handle his face in, please. Um, we're talking about all this shit that happens outside the bubble like yeah, 90% not, of the episode is just the same shit happening over and over inside the the bubble. Yeah, inside the bubble it's it's uh I was going to be gentle. Uh, like it's this is a spooky episode, right? Cuz I th- it, I think it came out October 22nd, yeah, 91. So it's like a Halloweenish kind of episode. It's very twilight zoney uh which is cool except for like I feel like I'm in hell watching it because I know what's happening, and, like, it's not interesting watching all these people vanish. Like, it's stupid. No, and nothing changes besides the amount of people on the ship over and over and over again. And everybody yeah. everybody keeps gaslighting the shit out of this character. Like, the universe is gaslighting Dr. Crusher. That's what this episode is. Also, why are the people vanishing, but, like, the universe is sh- is shrinking, right? Yeah. So why are people vanishing? Why is She that made happening? it with her brain. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, w- <laughs> Is it because she thinks that people are vanishing, that they're vanishing? Because Dr. Quaise said that everybody in her life that she cares oh. about is going to disappear. Oh, yeah. So Dr. Quaise disappears first, which makes sense. Because he's with 900 years <laughs> old. The first person to disappear on the ship is Worf? Yeah, the first <laughs> main character. Do they dis- Yeah, the first main character. Do they disappear in, like, the opposite order of how important they are to her? Maybe. Maybe it's... Because it's like it's, Wesley yeah. disappears and then no one's on the ship but Picard at that point. Right, so does she love Picard more than Wesley? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I but would, for sure. I mean, Wesley would be the first one to disappear for me. That's my favorite part of the whole episode, though, when she's like, so you and I just tool around the universe... By yep. ourselves in this yeah. giant ship, and he's like, "Well, we never needed a crew before." I, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's so stupid. Like it really on its face is just it, It's it's very close to being Twilight Zone where you're like, "Oh, that's so creepy," but in reality, it's maddening to watch because you're like, "This is dumb." Like, yeah, well, it, in a better written episode, like, earlier and I guess we're not doing the recap, because I don't really want to fucking feel like it. No, because it's... But, it, honestly, like, I can't even, like... How would we even do the recap? No, <laughs> like, it would just be saying the same things yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. um, Like, the thing that really confuses me... <laughs> Is that like in a better episode, Early, earlier in the episode, Data's like, oh, um, there are only a hundred, like 200 and some people in the show. 230 people, yeah. And she's like, well, why do we have all these like massively empty cabins everywhere. Yeah, there's all these And he comes roomed, up with some, like, horse shit. Like, oh, well, we need to move or people or whatever. And, yeah. As if they don't use the fucking, uh, like, bays for that or anything. Or, or another ship designed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like- and uh, in a better written episode, they would all pause at that and be like, oh, actually, she's kind of right. Like, why yes. are all those empty quarters empty? Right. And the mystery would deepen. And, then, and you would feel like... Like, you wouldn't have to constantly be gaslighting Crusher then, which gets old, because you're like, this is stupid. Like, why the fuck is everyone just, like, they just, like, reset? Like, how is that a thing? I don't understand how that works. I don't know. In a better episode, that's the turning point. Like, if you watch any other episode of Star Trek, there's, up, up until that exact point in an episode... One, we think one thing is an audience and the characters think one thing is an audience. Right. Sometimes that lines up, sometimes it doesn't. But at that point, there is a twist. There's a turning point where suddenly we and the characters are led to believe something else. We, Our eyes are opening to the situation in some way yeah. or shape or form. It would be uh, more that never happens. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. And It would be more terrifying if Picard was like, this is so weird, I have no idea what's going on. Because that's yeah. so out of character for him, right? And and then to have him be like, I believe you, Beverly, and then vanish, and then have her have nobody? Like, that's yeah. way more scary. God, that would have been so impactful as well, yeah. if, like, he believed her. And... He's like, you know what? Like, I believe you, and I'm, we're going to solve this together. Yeah. And she has this, like, extreme, like, weight lifted off her shoulders. She, like, sort of deflates, like, ah, oh, finally, someone believes me. And then the yeah. camera turns, and he's not there he's anymore. He's gone. It'd be amazing. She's instead by he's herself like, again. Yeah, instead, he's like, Dr. Crusher, your period is getting in the way of your thoughts. <laughs> like, he's, like, so <laughs> condescending. And it's Dr. like, what the Crusher. fuck? Dr. Crusher, your period is attracting space bears. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make Dr. Grace disappear with your period? It's it's it, it confusing and annoying and it's so... I talk about a lot on the show about how much I dislike repetition. Yeah. Um, this is... Yeah bald-faced fucking repetition one after another after another after another after another another, of the same type of scene happening over and over and over again it starts out as like a cool mystery because like quace is gone and like nobody really knows that guy like okay some guy doesn't remember Worf is like you know i was never informed he was gonna be on the ship like o'brien's like i never saw an old man i never saw fucking wilford brimley yeah Instead, and they're like, maybe he's dead, which is, like, really interesting. Like, oh, yeah, maybe he is dead somewhere, yeah, right? Like, like uh, I, fa- I found it weird that Data's like, you know, I did, like, a sensor sweep or whatever, and I couldn't find him. And Crusher's like, well, if he was dead, you wouldn't be able to pick him up. And he's like, yeah, you're right. What? Yeah, like, why wouldn't he <laughs> know that? He's fucking Data, right? You like- can't pick up a dead body? That's concerning. <laughs> yeah, like, what? There like, could be dead, dead people be all to... over the unused part of the ship. You'd never know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, scan for, like, uh, you know, this type of thing. Like, couldn't you just scan for, like, like, I don't know, decaying matter or something? You know what I mean? Like, what? I don't know, man. I think part of this episode being so bad, too, is that the characters aren't anything like their characters. Like, everyone takes on this ding-dong attitude. Like... It's true. They're they're just like I don't know what's going on. Like that's like fucking annoying as shit, right? God, yes. Like does Crusher believe that like Picard wouldn't be like shocked by this stuff? Like I don't. I don't. I don't get it. There's one moment of extremely good characterization. There's two moments of extremely good characterization in the show. Uh, Jordy yelling at Wesley. (laughs) Yeah. And when the Traveler's like, uh, she made the universe in her mind, and it cuts to Riker, and he goes, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like, he's like he like looks like, I can't believe I'm reading these lines. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm here like, acting in this Because <laughs> the dude said it, and Riker says the words that were about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. E- yeah, yeah. In- inside the warp bubble, like the warp bubble brings up a lot of questions about how Crusher sees everybody else on the ship. Yeah, does she see them all as a bunch of bumbling morons who treat her like shit? Because that's how they-, they do in the bubble. <laughs> I bet she's just like, man, I can't wait to go fuck a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was fucking a ghost right now. Yeah, that was one of my favorite reactions that I saw on uh, Twitter in a long time. Uh, I retweeted this artist I follow on M Class who, who said, "I met the episode where Riker ha- dates a rapist candle." <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, and somebody yeah. responded with, what the fuck is this show about? <laughs> if you've never seen it, you're like, what? Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Um, Dr. Crusher gets the short end of the stick so much with these fucking episodes. She has a lot of bad episodes. And I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they do that to her. But I don't know, man. And like this episode, again, is frustratingly repetitive because she's... Continuously, like, well, Dr. Quace, who? Dr. Salar, who? Who? What about Dex 15 through 30? Who? Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, like, oh my fucking god. Fucking stop, please. And then she starts like losing her mind uh, just a little bit towards the end where she's, she's like coming off like a crazy person, and um, I am astounded at how long it takes people on the ship to start being like maybe it is bitch crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they kind of it's almost like they get reset. And and that's the worst part of this, right? Like like you said, like if they were like wh- where did Jordy go? Like if they remembered Jenna and Jordy and were like I we don't know where these people are going. Like that adds to the mystery because that yeah. makes. You know it what would have seem... been even better if you what? if you're gonna do like a half half measure, have them remember somebody right after they disappeared, and, and then, then forget. forget. Yeah, that's even scarier. Right? And and have them remember that they've forgotten something. Yeah, that would be terrifying. That's way better. And then you have Crusher. You could just have Crusher be like computer, like scan for fucking aliens or something yeah. you know what I mean cause like what the hell is happening like is some are we being abducted like are we being taken you know what I mean like it's like, it's like imagine if they're like well what about Worf and they're like Worf and he, she's like yeah Worf you know the big guy never smiles the Klingon and they're like yeah I kinda rem- yeah. remember but some- I can't yeah. think of him That'd be great.
1: That is one of my favorite lines. Instead, they're just like, who? Who Who? that?
0: They're like, this bitch is crazy. We don't have a Klingon. uh, Picard literally leans over to Riker and says, bitches be crazy. He's like, number one, are you hearing this period nonsense? (laughs) Number one, did you know that bitches be crazy? (laughs) And Riker goes, what the hell are you talking about? What? What the hell, Picard? That's my one of my favorite lines though is when she's trying to be tactful about Wharf, right? And she's like, the guy who never smiles. Yeah, and big like, guy never smiles. And then she's like, the Klingon. It's like it's like us being like the black
1: guy or something,
0: right? <laughs> like, like, like she's like the the Klingon. Yeah. I love that um. She's smart. I appreciate that at least she's smart enough to be like, maybe I should go see Counselor Troy, right? Yeah. And she, um, yeah, this is cool too because she's like, am I losing my mind? And Troy's like, well, if you can ask that. That's what they always say, but I don't know. It's not true at all. Yeah, I think um. you can be crazy and know that you're crazy. She's like, Am I losing my mind? She, you know, if you have to ask, then you're not. And yeah. Tr- Tr- Crusher does the correct thing, which is, Well, that's some bullshit. Please yeah. answer me. Yeah. And then she's like, Well, give me a question I can answer. And it's like, Oh my god, I hate therapy. Like Troy gets <laughs> mad, like which is yeah. so out of character for her, where she's just like snaps at her. She's like, Well, give me a question I can answer Yeah, every everybody's weird. Everything's weird. Like and not in, like, a clever or fun way. Like, everyone's just annoying in this episode. Everybody's annoying. Uh, Tro- <laughs> there's, there's a moment in the episode where Troy has been mentioned at this point, but she's not in it yet. And they have the meeting of, like, the senior officers... And they're just talking and they're not talking about Troy at all, but the camera cuts to her for like two seconds. yeah and I was like, bah oh, Troy's in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they they needed to visually show you that she's here because I guess at that point like you're just like, who's here like yeah, who's even around right like God, that, I don't know. that like who shit is so oh, I got God. on my last nerve. Yeah, I was I was getting ready to just like, cause I had seen it before. I was getting ready to just be like, yeah, I, I remember. I remembered her going through, the portal like like her figuring out sort of willingly. I mean, she kind of does that, but Takes I
2: forever. totally
0: I totally forgot about the traveler. I totally forgot about all that shit. Probably because it's the dumbest shit in the whole show. Here's here's like, I'll take up for this episode in one way, and then I'll destroy in another. Let's do this. <laughs> sure. One, um, she asks Picard to go back to Starbase One Thirty Three, which it yeah. might be that her reality is existing parallel to the real one. Sure. So she turns by to go back first, and that's why they have to turn to go back at a certain right. point, and that's why the um, the vortex works and then stops working because they're not traveling alongside each other anymore. Right, they're separated. I guess. Uh, and then I will obliterate the whole concept of the Traveler's existence in this episode, uh, they opened a vortex fucking twice without him. Why do they need him the third time? Yeah, why do they need him? Nothing well, changes. It, There's no difference in the way the vortex works. Right, it would have worked the first time, except for she didn't walk through it. Yeah, exactly. So what purpose is, like, the math force? Like, right, right. Right. What is the? What, she's like the equations are wrong, and it's like no, they're not. No, it worked both times before. Why don't you? I have a fucking even better idea. Why don't you send a fucking like robot in there to get her? Yeah. Fucking put one of your goddamn space buoys through it. Throw like, a fucking bottle with a note in it through it. For anything. anything. <laughs> Do something. Right. Like they just stand there and they're like, hopefully she walks through it. I it's guess. not working, and it's like. Well, I mean, how would you even know if it was working or not? Like, you don't even know. You're dealing with like a complete unknown, right? Like, there there are times in this episode as well where like characters just don't do the obvious thing that they should do. Yeah, and that's frustrating as well. Yeah, like, nobody nobody is their character. This this no. episode is like everyone took the fucking day off and they were just like, I'm gonna pretend I'm this guy today. <laughs> And fucking young Sheldon was like, that's what I wanted. I wrote it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Data's like, well, Dr. Crusher, you're the only medical officer aboard. And uh, if Crusher was, like, in her right goddamn brain and was being written the way she's supposed to be, she would be like, well, please explain to me how, if there are, like, hundreds of people on the ship still, how am I the only medical officer? How does that make any possible sense? Right. Yeah, but None instead, said she doesn't do that until later. Yeah, she doesn't she asked the computer that that question, right? And like and the computer doesn't know and it's like so so let me get this straight though. So the computer is a computer. It's not her brain. It's not her thoughts. Like I this is where I have a problem. Like where what's what's mechanical and what's spiritual, right? I think it's like, all her thoughts. I think the entirety of this universe is just her projection that's so stupid I don't know why a warp bubble causes this because they use a warp bubble to go warp do you just go into your brain space every so time how do, so how does her how does her mind know like when the universe is 705 kilometers big how does she know how big it is right? She asks the computer, and it's like, oh, the universe is comprised of 700, whatever but it she's says, smart. Right? She's super smart. She just knows how big it is, or she makes it up or something? Yeah, it could just be a number that it threw out, and it's not anything like the actual size. Because, like, it? the whole universe collapsing in on itself, you see, like, the graphic... Yes. On the screen of the universe, like eating away at the ship. Right. And um, it's eating towards the middle, which is not where the bridge is. <laughs> no, the bridge is, is close to the f- top of the front, right? It's yeah, the, top the, the bridge is like the exact center of the disc. Of the disc, yeah. Uh, e- either the bottom or top. I it's think the, the, the. It's the top in the Enterprise. Yeah, D. the D is the top. The new ships do the bottom, which it drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. It's it's like, why did we... (laughs) Alright. So, like, the visual we're seeing on the screen, the bridge should have already been obliterated. So I think she's just making shit up. And it's just the universe is showing what she's thinking. Here's the thing about that, though, in, like, a visual storytelling format. That's bad. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out that's not a great idea. (laughs) When you just make shit up, that's not interesting not when you not when you're you know known for your clever uh storytelling devices and turns and twists and stuff right like yeah i i, I don't know this episode I, I i remember skipping this every time i watched over it cuz as I, you should and that's probably why i forgot tons of this shit like the tra- i totally forgot about the traveler i was like i don't yeah. remember any of this this like, episode is the poster child for this. The crew getting whittled down, though. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no other episode that fits the motif as perfectly of the crew whittling itself down to the bare essentials. It's cool. It's cool that, like, that's, like, a thing, but... Uh, that's sort of the only cool thing about it. I think we wrote a better one. I think you wrote a better one when you when you said, like, why don't they just remember things? Like, well, you came up with that, too. We, we're a writing I'm giving duo. you credit for that one. You guided me through, like... <laughs> like, I was... Like, you're in your own warp bubble, and I'm just, like, there, and I'm like, who? Who?
1: <laughs>
0: Explain to me this! Kevin Cole host guy who? is on the show. Why do we need a laughing guy? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Cole, who? Who? Kevin thirty-seven. What? <laughs> we only got up to Kevin fourteen. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Kevin thirty-seven. <laughs> Jeff, remember when your cat would be out in the background? Who? Who? My, my cat? cat. What's a cat? <laughs> That creature doesn't exist in this universe. I don't know what that word is. I'm an idiot. Um, this episode is not very good. Uh, The, <laughs> the main problem besides the repetition in this episode and the fact that everyone is out of character... Is that Wesley Crusher is in, in it? Is that the Traveler is in it, really, and I hate everything about this character. Uh, he, well, because he's so closely tied with Wesley, and I think giving wesley like this like mystical power is like not only is it goofy it's it's he's a bad actor in this show yeah (laughs) this is this is probably the best showcase of how bad of an actor he he is he's not a good actor in this episode for sure he's not and, like, he's 16 or whatever, and, like, most 16-year-old right. TV actors are pretty fucking bad. Like, I can't uh, right. blame him for that. But There is a part when he's, like, tired because he did the, the Portal or whatever, and it, it's, like, he's just, like, kneeling down weird, and you're like, Why are you... <laughs> I was what thinking about when he hugs Dr. Crusher, Dude. and, like, he just stands with his eyes closed. That's how tired he is. <laughs> it, he's, like, he doesn't know how to, like be a person like he doesn't know like it's like he doesn't want Gates McFadden to hug him it's like are you crazy he, he basically married a carbon copy of Gates McFadden Did so. he? <laughs> like his wife is oh. like 20 years older than him and a redhead he had a boner when she would that's why <laughs> he tried to keep his boner away from he him. had a 16 year old school boner and he didn't want to fucking hug his mom uh gross <laughs> The Traveler shows up like fully, like I said, like Superman. Like They're like, what are we yeah. going to do? It's over. And he's like, it's not over, Wesley. It's never over. All you and have to do is spin around the Enterprise the opposite way and turn back time. <laughs> and you know what? That would have been better than this. <laughs> it would have been. It would have made a little more sense. I don't know, man. There's an extremely famous line in this episode. What is it? Where Dr. Crusher says, if there's nothing wrong with me... Then there must be something wrong with the universe. <laughs> I feel that every day. Dr. too. The thing about this episode that I really appreciate is that, and I tweeted about this last night, is that Dr. Crusher has such an unbelievably high level of self-confidence. Yeah. That she's like, look, I'm the baddest bitch around. There's got to be something wrong with the fabric of reality if things aren't going right. <laughs> And I, I'm i jealous of that. That's, like, the literal exact opposite of imposter syndrome. And I wish I had that. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That'd be great. That's, like, a superpower. It is. Just she's, trick yourself into- She is the universal constant. Everything else <laughs> yeah. changes. She doesn't change, literally, ever. She's too rad. The universe ca- oh, has yeah. to be at fault. You'd think, though, like, being involved with, like, This ship and stuff like you've seen some pretty crazy shit, right? Like, oh yeah. Like at some point, it's I don't know. Like I feel like if it was any other character, like if it were Picard or or Riker, even, he would be like, okay. Like there would be a moment when he was like, all right. Like what do we know, right? And he would kind of science his way through it. She kind of does. She does that with the computer, but like that's the last ten minutes of the episode, right? That could have happened way (laughs) earlier. And that's sort of the problem is the episode is so unbelievably repetitive, which I'm getting now talking about it. It's just the way it is because we're it, stuck in just, our own bubble now. <laughs> it's so repetitive until like the last ten minutes. It's this could have been spread out a lot further over the episode. Well, there like, we're is actually that part, figuring shit out. There's that part, I guess, two thirds of the way through the uh, the episode. I know because I was watching and I was like, I was like, when is this over? <laughs> I was like, how much <laughs> left? do I have? Like, there is the part when they when they go back to the real universe, right? When they mm-hmm. like they make the portal and then they they cut back to Wesley and uh, Jordy. And they're like, "Oh, we uh, we didn't get her," and, and you're like, "Okay, thank God! Like, thank fucking God, we're out of that nightmare." You know what I mean? And 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 not like in a in an interesting like this show is cool way. Like in a I'm going to turn this off soon kind of way. Oh yeah, I feel that very deeply. It was like a breath of fresh air after coming up from underwater. Yeah, it was horrible. This episode is bad. <laughs> It's, there are definitely far worse episodes, but this one sort of ticks all those boxes of, like, it's fully pseudoscience. There's no, like, basis yeah. in real science whatsoever to what's happening. Do you think um, that that's why people maybe consciously or subconsciously hate Wesley so much? Because of stuff like this, where, where he's just... I mean, I know he's like a Mary Sue, right? Or, or well, yeah, or a Marty Stu or whatever. Well, that's that's sort of the main problem with him is that he uh, he's treated like a Mary Sue type character, but he's where not. He's, where he's like uh, he's never really to blame for anything. He faces right. no real repercussions for any of his problems. But he right. is in, in an episode that focuses on him. He is almost always the cause of the problem himself. Yeah, and it's not, like, fun, like, uh, uh, I watched a YouTube video about, like, Ahsoka and why people hated Ahsoka at first, and it was kind of similar to, like, the Crusher thing, but then, like, like, how Dave Filoni, like, made Ahsoka, like, learn from her mistakes and become, like, more mature, that doesn't happen with him. That's sort of the arc you have to write for every, like, kid, inexperienced character, any yeah. kid character. They have to start out bad at what they do and get better. Yeah. And Wesley never gets any better. He constantly makes horrible mistakes. He that gets cause more, the he, ship to almost get destroyed. Yeah. He Instead of getting better, he goes to Starfleet Academy and he commits, like, conspiracy to cover up a, de- a death, which yeah. is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he he doesn't face that's the first time he faces any sort of real repercussions of anything he's right. ever done. But then he goes on a fucking field trip with the traveler at some point and he's like, "Bye." <laughs> it's like what the like okay. think about some of the stuff that Wesley has gotten away with. He created an artificial life form that almost obliterated the the starship enterprise, yeah. the flagship of the yeah. federation. And they put him in a uniform afterwards. Yeah, to give him to keep his mind busy or something. They, uh, he almost created open war in the first adventure he ever had with a planet because he wouldn't stay off the fucking grass and they wanted to kill him. <laughs>
1: That's
0: right. I forgot about that one. He tried to create open insurrection against the Federation on the Native American planet. <laughs> and he gets away with that scot free. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, he this, this gets, kid is like I didn't can't, think. I thought we were at the point where white privilege had gotten like downgraded, but no. This kid just gets away with whatever. No, he's like he's like a typical like college white guy who gets away with unspeakable shit, right? Yeah, like, like we're, we're talking co- conspiracy, yeah. like insurrection. Ah. He almost kills the captain when he goes. He can't even go to Starfleet, right? He gets in an accident with the captain and crashes on a desert planet. Right. That, had, that was his fault, too, I'm sure. It's. I mean, he was there. <laughs> I mean, at some point, it's like, was Wesley around? Oh, it's his fault. It's like the boy who cried wolf, but the opposite, right? This, like This kid has caused a problem in every episode he's ever been in. I mean, there are people listening to this right now who are Wesley apologists. Who? who? What, I want who? their names. Who? I don't remember who? them. Uh, who? I was going to say uh, The Boy Who Cried Worf. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so good. <laughs> I no. want to write that children's book, The Boy <laughs> Who Cried Worf. Suck it um, up, little man. Get your like, paint. Like, help me, help me. <laughs> but, like, there are apologists who are like, oh, well, he helped fix those problems, too, most of the time. I don't know. Um... I don't yeah. uh, well he definitely didn't try and stop the resurrect- the like insurrection he tried to cause and he definitely didn't try and fix the cover up he took yeah, he part in Yeah he didn't fix the kid dying I mean not only so here's here's like the the character flaw of Wesley Crusher in p- in pure like stark black and white right like Sure like He's he's a pilot, he's in Red Squad, it takes like a lot of skill to do that. It's a, like a special club or whatever. He's good at everything, yeah. He's good at everything, right? And he, there's just an accident which, you know, happens. Yeah, and, it's an accident. Yeah, it's and, and he decides that he needs to cover it up because they weren't supposed to do that maneuver or whatever. Yeah, but it's like he, he covers it up to protect his career. Yeah. It, It's like what the fuck, man! Like you're a shithead. Like here's here's the thing about Wesley that I'll say before we move on. I don't like I don't like Wesley. Uh, I'm not revulsed when he's on screen. I make jokes like that all the time. I can watch episodes that are about Wesley. Yeah. Like my opinion is very cooled. It's not hot blooded opinion. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I just don't particularly care for the character. Um, I. I would rather watch an episode focusing on Wesley than Neelix because at least Wesley's surrounded by characters I like. Oh God, I don't know. That would be so hard to decide. I don't, and I don't hate Neelix with a hot blooded passion either. That's also a very cold. I don't like him. I feel like I would pick Neelix because at least Neelix like knows what a vagina feels like. <laughs> Neelix is a pedophile. I'm not trying to <laughs> deal <Peterphile>. with that. <laughs> Like, dating a three-year-old. Get the fuck out of here. People who don't listen to the show or know about they are like, what? Wait, excuse me? They're like, what the fuck? I'm not explaining that. Yeah. Aliens. the Traveler shows up, and he, he's like, we're going to use uh math powers. Fuck yeah, math. Yeah, just see through the equations. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. It's like fucking The the Hangover when they're playing blackjack, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And he's using his his special superpower of becoming transparent <laughs> somehow <laughs> yeah, to they, aid like, in mathematics. What the hell is that? Why did we even talk about that? <laughs> what the hell is that? I think the idea is that they're phasing Basing? in and out of reality. Man, I don't understand any of this episode. <laughs> I like, you. this episode lost me early on, and I, why, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And she's like, here's, here's another question, right? They create the Vortex uh-huh. in engineering. Yeah. It shows up in her room first. And then on the bridge. Then on the bridge, yeah. How how? Why? What? Exactly. Why is the vortex where she is? And then she it's not where she is. And the then end. it is in engineering. This episode's a mess, man. This episode is a mess. Is this nitpicking? Are no, we nitpicking I don't everybody? Think so. I don't know. No, um, because it's all—it's straws on the camel's back, right? It's, it's a—that's by a thousand cuts, yeah. Like, wh- why did this happen? Why did this? It's—it's Abrams esque almost. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to anything that's happening. It's yeah. all done in the service of trying to be dramatic. Yes. Uh, you can't. Pull the same dramatic cards on the deck and play them over and over and over again. Right, the people first realize you, what you're doing yeah, after the, the first one. Yeah, the first time you do it, that's that's the the card. Like people know then, right? Like, yeah, man. uh whew. this is a rough one, man. This is not yeah. a good start. <laughs> it's <laughs> hopefully the rest of the episodes are better. I haven't really looked at what we're watching. Oh, uh, The Enterprise one's good. I I remember that one being good. I think it's- I, I came up to with a weird, I came to a weird realization the other day, but I was talking to some people about enterprise and they were talking about why they didn't really like it.
2: And you and, told them how
0: wrong they were. Cause they're dumb. Uh, No, I didn't because like, I was thinking about it and I was, and they were like, yeah, I'd rather watch like Voyager really. And I was, I was like, well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking about it and like, there's nobody in enterprise that I really love. As a character. Really? Like, I like some of them. But I don't, like, love them like I do, like, the whole cast of TNG. The I, whole cast of Deep Space Nine. I will say that I agree with you, but I will also say that the relationship between T'Pol and Captain Archer is very good. Like, the two of them, yeah, like... I see that. Like, hating each other. Like, they hate each other, right? And then, like, toward the end, like, at the end of the show, like like they love each other like not like romantically but like they are like they love each other and it's very interesting and i i think that's the the main characters that i like are those two because again it's like the kirk and spock like it's like playing on that relationship right like they're best friends i can see that it's uh, there's just so many characters in the show that i don't vibe with very much like that don't Really do anything for me? Like you don't love Flocks? I like Flox a lot. He's the best character in the show. What I like about Phlox Shran? A lot. <laughs> Shran's fucking dope. It's true, but, but he's like, not in it a lot. He's he's not really a main character. No, no he's a Jeffrey Combs character, so he comes yeah. back a lot. So he's great. Really, uh, what I enjoy most about Enterprise, and I was talking to Bam uh, of Bam and Cam of Bits, Chips, and Flip Scripts. Yes, I was talking to him about how we both. Enjoy Enterprise for the like way it crafts a world. It creates the Star Trek world it's as it goes pre- along. It's the prequels. It's like the Star Wars prequels. Like no, people, it's not. Well, people <laughs> shit on the Star Wars prequels, <laughs> but think about like all the stuff that it did for Star Wars. Like there's th- a cool there's a cool a cool level of world building in the prequels, and there's yeah. a lot of things that really do work in, in them. Um, yeah, but don't the, really act- but the watch actors aren't, aren't very good. Yeah, it, it's, the main character in the prequels is Star Wars. And I think the there, main character in Enterprise is Star Trek, right? Yeah, there's something to that. And I will say that the characters in Enterprise are a hell of a lot more fleshed out than the ones in the prequels. Yeah, at least they have personalities. And they're not <laughs> yes. robots. Um, But it's, it's the way that the lore of Star Trek is sort of unfolded in front of us as the series goes along. That's really... Yeah. Cool. And I feel like there would have been a lot more of that if it wasn't a CW show that took place during the Bush administration. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's also important to remember. After 9/11 uh, into like 2003, 2004, television was kind of bad. <laughs> Everything yeah. was kind of bad. Like there's there are a lo- I recommend a watch list for Enterprise. Yeah. That's I tried to watch it straight, and I couldn't. I, so, I got to certain episodes where I was like, man, this is really dumb. I don't really want to watch this. It goes on you, I, I though. I checked out a watch list, and like I really enjoyed doing that. One of my favorite episodes is probably one that people hate, the one where they go to Archer 4, which it becomes Archer 4 later, uh, and they hallucinate because they're the spores. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I love that episode because it's a standard Star Trek episode. You can't hate that. Yeah, it's so (laughs) simple and it's but like these people don't know about that shit, right? Like they're like, what? Like like they don't they don't they're not ready for it, right? And like that's so interesting to me. Like 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 now in Star Trek, like in TNG times or whatever, they would just scan for that. They'd be like, "Okay, well, is there any spores?" Ready? Yeah, like, exactly. But back then, they didn't. They, they were just like, "I don't know. It looks good to me. Let's go down there." <laughs> I think it's important to point out that we have stopped talking about "Remember Me." Yeah, the TNG episode. <laughs> Let's not remember me. <laughs> this episode. Um I don't know how it could be saved. I always like to, at the end of an episode, talk about, like... I guess we're not at the end yet. We haven't taken our second break. Um, (laughs) I can't really think about how this could be saved. Well, let's take a break, and then, like, maybe we'll come up with something. (laughs) Sure, we could brainstorm a little bit over the break.
2: (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages.
1: After these messages,
2: we'll be right back. Hello again, everyone. It's me, the announcer of Tapan's Theater on Subspace. Would you like to hear more about the crazy cast of characters aboard the USS Tapan's radio program? Well, if you insist, there's Drac, the Klingon pirate. What is the galaxy coming to when a man can't even sell a stone watch on a pile of skulls, no questions asked? With Dross, his faithful assistant. Permission to replicate a paddle to flog myself with, sir. Gold Tavan, Cardassian weatherman. Though the alternative to continuing this conversation is the planning of a suicide mission, I insist we please get back to the matter at hand. Computer. The ship's computer.
0: we pretty much reached my query quota for the day. Any more would require a higher subscription level to my database.
2: And me, your announcer. To consider on subspace, tune your web browser to ttos.cool. Also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever you find audio entertainment. Live long, and keep on listening!
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, we got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) we we talked about everything but this episode, or how to make it good. Uh, because there's no way. I don't, like, besides, like, doing the things we talked about earlier, we both came up with I don't think there's any way to fix it. I'm a little surprised that this episode, we hate it so much, but uh, uh, none of it makes any sense, and none of it is good. Like, somehow I forgot how bad this episode is. My opinion of this episode is, like, it's definitely, like, an F. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a... where we doing a warp scale, right? Is oh, we are doing we warp doing? scale. Yeah, like warp 10 turns you into a f- catfish, so it's the best one. And warp oh, 1 is super Oh, it's the Cochran slot. to catfish scale. That's what it was. The Cochrane to catfish. Shit, yeah. that's so smart. Who came up uh, it's, with I that? I said it last time. Yeah, <laughs> You fucking genius. Yeah, so I'm going to give this uh, like a 2 Cochran. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, a, And that's, that's a... only... Because TNG characters are in it. that It's got a two. Yeah, I'm, I'd say two is fair. Where, like, I don't virulently hate this episode or anything, but I <laughs> really I want... don't like it and don't want to see it again. Yeah, man. I, uh... Yeah. This... this Skip it. Skip this one. Just skip over this one. <laughs> uh, you don't here, need to watch it. Here's, here's a John Larkett fun fact of the day... For you, according to Michael Piller, who we all know is one of the producers of TNG. Mm -hmm. uh, The Traveler was added at the last minute. And I quote, The first two drafts did not have the Traveler in it. The first draft ended with the realization of what happened turning out to be a dream episode. We didn't find that satisfying, so we decided at the end of Act 3 to pull everything from the first 60 pages into the first three acts and tell the audience what's going on on the other side of the warp bubble and how they're trying to get Beverly back. We spent the next two acts deciding, how the hell do we get her back? At the beginning of the year, we said we wanted to bring the Traveler back for something, so why not use him in this episode? Because it's dumb. <laughs> Director Cliff Bowl commented, they added him because he's big at conventions. He was just a <laughs> walk-on. Did people like this guy? I, I guess he had to be there, right? Like, Man, I guess. Like, it's like kind of like a MAGFest uh, how people do the, the Colossus scream? Oh, yeah, exactly. Were they doing the Traveler scream? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, the Colossus scream was uh, very annoying. They had to outlaw it several times. Yeah, they still did it when I went last time. No, people do it all the time. It's yeah, It sucks. Uh, here's a, an unfun fact. Kevin Cole Bummer of the Week. Yeah. Um, That continuously confounds and annoys the shit out of me when I'm making art that involves uh, Star Trek uniforms. Uh Dr. Crusher and Dr. Quaze's uniforms are completely different colors. Yes, the blue is wrong. Like, Um, Crusher's uniform is like blue with a little bit of green in it, Dr. Quaze's uniform is like green with some blue in it. (laughs) Yeah, it gets greener sometimes. It's like, did they wash it too much or something? Like, I don't know. Like, some... I don't like the green, like, I don't like that. No, I like maybe. the blue. Is it an optical illusion because there's more of it on Quace, maybe? I don't think so. I, I think it's like they couldn't dye it to match correctly. Yeah, they do that with the Eagles jerseys, too. Like they couldn't like Nike couldn't get the green right on the Eagles jerseys and it yeah. was like and it was like weirdly green. Like not a right the right green. Um I don't know. Like the Eagles have like a grey green kind of color, right? Yeah, they yeah. they used to yeah, they used to be Kelly green, which was super fun, like that bright green. Yeah, that was that's like the marshall green. It's like yeah. the Kelly green. Yeah. Um yeah, that confounds me because like the longer Star Trek goes on, the greener that uniform becomes, and like and then in, in the Deep movies Space nine when they have yeah. the gray shoulders and like the color necks, that's like green. There's like no blue in it anymore. You <laughs> see green. That's interesting. Like I I see more blue, but maybe just because I want to see it as blue. Well, that's the thing is like I used to think it was like just blue, and it like. Uh, yeah. I've had people tell me, you know, because uh, I'll believe whatever fucking anybody tells me about color because I am a little colorblind. Uh, I was going to say, you're colorblind. It's, my colorblind <laughs> is blue-purple, though. I can see everything else perfectly fine. So you can see fine. the green, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, there are official sources that say, like, the color schemes for Star Trek are, like, uh, m- are maroon-red, um, like, mustard-yellow, and blue-green right it does it's not, it's not blue blue it has a name i forget it but it's not aquamarine it's like a different title yeah. and um some sources even call it teal which is like teal. a fully greeny ass green with some blue in it i don't like when blue and green are together i love green and blue but oh, you i don't like, like the when mixture they're the, yeah it's it's too like um it's like too like oceanic. It's yeah, very it's, oceanic, yeah. It's like too oceany. I, I, I'm not into it. I like green and I like blue, but I like a forest green uh-huh. and a dark blue. Well, you're you heard it here first, Josh Henderson. Not a fan of the colors mixing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> here we go. Put that on his Wikipedia page, everybody. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> everybody. See you next week. <laughs> uh, let's look at the reception of this. Yeah, episode. what did this get? Like a F from the TV guide? <laughs> like what? Um, Rick Berman thought it was a little overly confusing. A little bit. Um. Okay. This. Uh, I, the thing about Memory Alpha that I really don't particularly care for is that they don't include opinions in the reception section unless it's yeah. by someone who worked on the episode i, I guess that's fair i, I mean like yeah, the, yeah. the thing that really uh, that i don't like about that is it says a mission report for this episode written by patrick daniel o'neill was published in the official star trek the next generation magazine but it does mm-hmm. not tell what his opinion is Oh well, I would love to read what that is. Yeah, why would you put that in the reception fact, with no yeah. actual reception in it? Should I go back in time and buy that magazine? Like, how the fuck would I even get that magazine? <laughs> right? um, like, Cliff Bowl did say. Director Cliff Bowe said that it uh, Gates did a really good job, but um, you can't film around a weak script. Yeah, you can't add to it. Yeah, that's uh, extremely. That's pretty damning. It's, it's, it's extremely damning. You're right. Yeah, because if you work on a show, right? Like usually you're like, well, we wanted to do this and that, but like if, if your director is like, yeah, no, we did <laughs> yeah. it was write. the writing. It sucked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just throw the writer that's, under the fucking that's bus. That's bad. That's bad writing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, this episode's bad. I don't recommend it. <laughs> no, I mean if you if you were kind of listening to this podcast to get sort of a. Um, the play-by-play of what happens in the episode, uh, we skipped that because it's not good. Don't worry about it. You don't need to know. The play-by-play, I think, would have drove me nuts. Yeah, me too. That's why we skipped it. Um, I think that's why I skip it every time I wa- do a watch-through because I'm just like, I can't do that. I can't watch this. You're saving yourself.
1: You're you're protecting
0: your own brain. It's a self-defense mechanism. Really, it's a a shame because you're right. Gates McFadden gets fucked with these episodes. Yeah, literally by a candle in one episode, a ghost candle, which is like crazy. It's why is that in Star Trek? Is the question? Gates McFadden is she's a witch apparently. I don't know. She's like, a redhead, she must be a witch. <laughs> Gates McFadden is like a stage actress, like she's really uh, extremely well trained as an actress, and then they give her an episode where she gets gaslit by existence, fucked by a ghost. <laughs> Maybe that's, they give her the tough ones, because they're like, act your way out of this one, Gates. <laughs> they're just doing it to spider. It's like an exercise, yeah work your way like at this one actress yeah you think yeah uh, you think you're good tuts <laughs> they can just call her tuts now because oh, well, Rick Berman may, might have honestly yeah yeah Rick Berman might have uh what's his name might have also uh Brandon Braga yeah uh Rick Berman is known for being he was like extremely misogynistic on yeah he was why he was the whole reason why um Terry Farrell left, right? Yeah, she quit because of him. And yeah. uh, he, he almost like, your boobies on. aren't big enough. Yeah, you need to get bigger boobies. And she was like, uh, well, I can't grow them anymore. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he was like... He like slips her a card to like, like an L.A. plastic surgeon. I don't doubt that. Probably. And Because uh, that's, that's how it is, man, right? That's how it, fucking shitty it is. Jer- is I always... I can't remember the name of the actress who plays 7 of 9 is it Jerry Ryan? Jer- Jerry Ryan, yeah. Yeah, she almost quit because of him because like yeah. she, he put her in that cat suit that had to be cut off of her so she could go to the bathroom. That's crazy. And like like, <laughs> like the thing is like it's really hard to stand up for these uh, Star Trek shows of being like, oh, well, they were surely, like, not misogynistic or, like, right. they were, like, fully equality behind the scenes because, like, look at what all the dude characters wear and then look at what all the female characters wear. Yeah, like put them in the uniform exactly right? like why aren't they just wearing the uniform and the thing is like they had troy in these like different outfits that show off her cleavage and shit for the whole show when right. did she look the best in she the uniform? she looked the best in the uniform like yeah no she looks great in the like she really wears that uniform yeah, well absolutely like the her hair is, is on point it's she looks very beautiful in the uniform yeah. i think she looks way more beautiful than she does with her boobies hanging out. Exactly. And the thing is, like, every female character in Star Trek looks better in the uniform. Look at Kira. Yeah, yeah. Kira looks smokin' in the yeah. uniform. When she gets the uniform, it, it, there's like a, uh, like a, oh, we we're, we made it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, we're, we're here. Finally, right? They make her like a commander, like they give her a commission or whatever. Yeah. It's so dope. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know why they don't just... I don't know. Well, Rick Berman had all these like really fucked up ideas. Like Rick Berman is definitely one of the people who worked on Star Trek that shared absolutely none of its ideals. Yeah. Like, he was just trying to make money in any well, way. Well, the tradition continues to this day, mostly with uh, Lindelof. Yeah, Not Lindelof. Kurtzman. Uh, Kurtzman. Well, same fucking guy. Something happened recently where they were like, oh, we're doing this cool new thing that Jeff's gonna get excited about, and then it turned out J.J. Abrams is behind it, and I got not excited again. I just don't remember what it is. Now. I heard he was going to do Cloverfield, uh, like a real well, sequel. I don't give a shit about that. And I was like, man, people are clamoring for that Cloverfield Every- sequel, huh? Everybody's waiting for Cloverfield 2. Yeah. You you finished ruining everyone's uh, beloved franchises, so now you're gonna go back to your bullshit. Okay. <laughs> What was it? Was it Half I know he owns Half Life, which is. <laughs> Apparently, which he's doing horrible. something called Duster that I've never fucking heard of. Is that just dudes wearing dusters from the 80s? <laughs> oh, he's in charge of the Superman reboot. Uh, They're like, we're, we're rebooting Superman so you don't have to fucking watch Man of Steel ever again. Uh, or batman God. versus superman we're gonna do superman right this time and it might even be like uh what? calvin ellis or lord zod like the black superman yeah and uh it might be one of them and i was like oh man that sounds pretty fucking dope uh yeah produced and directed by jj abrams no nope. thanks no nope. it'll nope. no 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 <laughs> no thanks no, 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 no. This oh, was a negative episode Superman. of M Class. No, we're going to get a lot of hate because we're being so mad about the. We're but always, we're not always really such mad negative dances. Look, we love Star Trek, but I, the, every now and then we got to have an episode like this where we say that it, this episode sucked. It sucked. Well, that's sucked. how you can tell you can trust us as yeah. hosts of a podcast that you listen to that we're giving you the straight shit. Like. I think it would. Yeah, it'd be weird if we were like, "No, oh, it's great. Like, that'd be so weird. This episode is bad. <laughs> it's yeah, a bad it episode. I, I definitely never want to be the type of person that is like, everything with my favorite logo on it is good. I no. never want to be that type of person. Me neither. There's, there are things that are good, and there are things that are... I believe are objectively bad. Yeah. This, this, I believe, is objectively bad. And I mean, even if it's subjectively bad, I'm the one that's putting the subject on it, yeah. you know? That's You're just my opinion of it. To this objectively amazing podcast, so. Yes. Uh, I'm sure there are people who listen to this podcast and they're like, I don't like how they say bad words and talk about butts. I mean, uh, butts are great, and fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever seen a butt... They're great. Go on the internet. Go to Bing and type in butts and go to (laughs) images. Yeah. Go to Bing or uh, ask Jeeves. (laughs) Yeah. And type in butts. I'll wait. Are you doing it? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold up, hold up. Oh damn, these are great. There's yeah. See. Go to your Compuserve server. Go to file, drop down, search, (laughs) type in butt, go to the AOL butts chat room, keyword butts on (laughs) AOL.com, and type in A slash S slash B, (laughs) age, sex, butt, (laughs) and see what you get. Do you remember keywords on AOL.com? Yeah, I remember that. I I'm to, old enough to remember that. I went to keyword Pokemon a lot, and I went to keyword um, Space Ghost a lot. Man, yeah, the internet used to be so weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the internet was literally just a weird space of weird shit. Like the thing that I always like I loved were Web Rings. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Remember, probably like oh a God. completely foreign concept to people these days. Oh, my God, I forgot about web rings. People don't even go to websites mostly these days. They only go to social media sites Yeah, but uh, or apps. And uh, a web ring was were websites that had um, links to other websites at the bottom. Yeah. They were all connected, and some of them were connected to others that the first ones weren't connected to. So you could just follow a breadcrumb trail. Deeper and deeper into the internet. The closest thing now would be like Wikipedia, right? Like, oh yeah, it's like a Wikipedia hole, except yeah, it was go, for like uh, user-created content on websites. Yeah, so you'd find out you'd wind up being in like some weird like neighborhood of the internet that you didn't start. Oh at, yeah, right. Like I start. Uh, I was big into Sonic the Hedgehog when I was a kid. Yeah, and I would go online and I'd go to like a Sonic the Hedgehog fan site. Which would lead me to another one, to another one, to another one, to another one, and eventually I would get to a site that had like it was like the weird fucking Sonic shit that was just starting at that time, (laughs) like the the uh, episode fucking uh, the podcast that you guys did, Kevin. Yeah, it was like uh, original 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 characters characters, except for real. And way more sexual. (laughs) When we were the night we were looking at that shit, the night that you guys decided to do that podcast, I think. I was was like so fun. I was like crying laughing at this ridiculous (laughs) shit. The reason why we ended up doing the podcast at all is we felt the universe had pushed us into doing it because (laughs) Kevin found Kevin the Hedgehog. Kevin the Hedgehog, who man. had like eight Wikipedia pages of information. Oh, it's about serious, him. man! It's a serious, it's so serious. Like, whew. and Kevin he the Hedgehog like, had a tumultuous life: ex-wives, murders. <laughs> Dude, he had so many partners. He had so many sexual partners. And he had children and fucking, <laughs> like, time-traveling grandchildren. And he was 16. <laughs> and he fucking... He hated Eggman, but he also hated good guys and light. And he loved Linkin Park. <laughs> he loved Linkin Park! Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. God, it's like, eventually, like, we'll have to find the original Kevin the Hedgehog because I think Kevin remade like a new Kevin the Hedgehog for the show. Yeah, Kevin made his own Kevin but there's a real, the real Kevin We'll the have Hedgehog. to find the real Kevin someday and release it back into the world so everybody knows why we made that fucking podcast. I shouldn't say this because this is a brilliant idea but there shit, this could be like an adult swim show where they like like you guys's podcast could be like an adult swim show where somebody like guest writes. A story for these characters, right? Oh my god, and then they that animated. would be great. They the original characters was fucking too good for this world, man. No, it's a fucking base. brilliant idea. It's it's so brilliant. Like, I'm almost jealous of it. <laughs> yeah, that's there are certain things that like I'm jealous somebody got to first. Yeah, before I thought of it. Um, like I, Longmire. Longmire for sure. <laughs> If I would have thought that, I would have been swimming in baby boomer money. Oh my I god, so take all rich. their fucking disposable boomer money, dude. Um, I hope Original Characters comes back one day. I also have no idea if it will. I'm just like you guys. <laughs> yeah, it is so funny. <laughs> Uh, This episode of TNG isn't good. Don't uh, watch it. It Take the time you were going to do watching it and go listen to uh, OGOC. It's all on YouTube. It's like uh, it it used to be on iTunes. I don't know if it is anymore. Do really anything. Pick up a hobby. (laughs) Yeah. Make a ship in a bottle. (laughs) Do you kids not make ships in bottles anymore? Whatever happened to clowns? <laughs> that was the fucking Picard. Literally said, "He's like, do kids not make ships in bottles right. and bottles anymore?" And they're like, "No, like,
1: like, no, nobody's nobody made done a a that in the
0: bottle. fucking eighteen hundreds, Grandpa. What are you <laughs> talking about, Grandpa? It's like, it's like me saying to you, do people not try to turn lead into gold anymore? It's like, <laughs> no." No, they don't. No, what the what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, traveler? <laughs> all right, that's enough of this fucking show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Big special thank you to our sponsors this month, to Ponds Theater on Subspace. Go check them out at ttos.cool. Yeah. Still a rad, email, uh, rad web address. It is. It's cool. Uh, Special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track, Outer Space Race, for our theme song. Find him uh, anywhere incredible music is sold. I I, I hear you. I hear you through the radio waves. But Jeff, how do I support this great show with my loads and loads of disposable boomer income? (laughs) Well, you should head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers, access to a Discord full of dope folks. With a little bit more money, you get more podcasts, commentary tracks, audio logs, all types of fucking extra shit. Way too much content for us to keep up with, but we just shove it out there anyway. Oh, we just shove it straight up, that, up your <laughs> butt. And you take it and you love it and you pay us for it at (laughs) patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. This is not porn. Please don't go looking for porn. (laughs) Not yet. Follow us over on Twitter at mclasspodcast where we post late night uh, Star Trek thoughts. Like (laughs) the other night I realized that Thanos' big plan to destroy half the population of the universe so the resources could be used by the other half is just Governor Kodos' plan from Star Trek: The Original Series. Yeah, it's the exact same plan. They stole it. Uh, star Trek that that should be the new Simpsons. Did it? Star Trek, yeah, did, star it. Trek did it. I think I think that's a thing. Sort of. So follow yeah. us on Twitter for that type of ten out of ten gold star comments and basically content. it's the best Twitter out there, so. I think so. We also retweet a bunch of really funny Star Trek accounts. If you don't want to follow a bunch of accounts, you can just follow us. Yeah, we're the best. Uh, but actually, you should follow them as well. Anyway, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate all of you. Thank you to our patrons, and thank you to Josh. Thanks for having me on the show, Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my it's first your,
0: time doing it. It's your fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who are you? H- wait, Josh who? H- wait, wait. how big is the universe? Well, anyway, universe you 120 of people in the universe, tune in next time to <laughs> Jeff's podcast, M Class podcast. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, I'm fading away. I'm listening to Lincoln Park. I'm mentally ill.